Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm joined by a, a cheery Chris this evening and a somewhat grumpy Greg. Evening, guys. Evening. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Greg's grumpy because we've had to record this a little later than normal. Far, far too late, and why are we recording it too late? Because we're watching the Manchester Derby. Should yeah, they have You might have been, I was not Rubbish. <laughs> Who cares? Ah, it, was, it was an alright game. It was two KG Nervy teams and... It was who could make the least mistakes. I ended up getting a goal for three yards for Hedl, for a set piece. <laughs> I quite enjoyed Fergie and Mancini having a wee bit of a, a, a spat on the, the sidelines. But, Aye, but if that had happened up here, we'd be calling for summits. Oh, so, so Salmon <laughs> would be jumping up and down. would be furious. Anyway, enough English nonsense. Let's talk about the old football. Let's talk about Scottish football. That's it, right. Aye, we're going to go straight into the... One of the big games. There's so many big games this weekend. Is I was thinking of the title for the podcast. I'm just going to have to be goals because it was it was goals galore everywhere. So huh? to start us off, it was Dundee United against Hearts, and Dundee United were, were probably going into this dreaming of that third spot and Champions League football, but this didn't do them any any good at all. A draw against Hearts, not what they'd have been looking for. Two two goals apiece. Flood scored. A goal, and they said on sports scene it was only second goal since 2007. Yeah. But uh, it was a beauty anyway. It was uh, the, the one in 2007 was pretty decent as well. Uh, I seem to remember him scoring a goal. I think it was in his debut for Middlesbrough once he left Celtic, and that was an absolute peach and oil. It was all, well, I say peach. It looked like he maybe tried to cross it and end up in the net. I remember but He never seems one. to score boring goals. Yeah. And I thought the uh, Hearts was at Novakovas when he scored a really good goal, right top corner. But the best bit for me was when he'd done his celebration. He'd done a, a cartwheel and then he tried to do a flip and one of his players nudged him and it looked like he was about to land on his head. But luckily uh, didn't. I said that myself. I was a bit worried for him at the time, but it was all right. So, uh, it was a cracking goal into the, the top corner. Yeah. So you think that's it for United then? Do you think uh, that's the chances of third spot gone? I don't know yet. I think there's, there's still three games left. There's always a, a wee chance. I think it's what a gap of five points now. It's, it's going to be difficult for them, but I think there's still a wee chance. Yeah, there's... Nah, no, no chance. No chance. They bottled it. That was their. Uh, that was that. There was a chance at the weekend to get to get full points. They've got Rangers and Celtic coming up now as well, so they're going to get heat off of those two. Uh, we've just got a small matter of battering Hearts in the middle of next week tomorrow night, and that should be us more or less home and dry. So. Dundee United, despite all the all the fawning in the media and in the forums the last umpteen weeks about how they're playing attractive football, they haven't produced the goods when it mattered, so too bad. Better luck next year, lads. <laughs> in, the, in the predictor, I went for a 2-0 United win. Oh, totally wrong. Greg, you went 2-0 Hearts. So again, right. rubbish. Chris, 2-1. So I, I was looking good until Nova Kovacs' goal, and to be fair, if you're going to lose the predictor, it may as well be a cracking goal like that. Yeah, uh, it was a, a beauty. Kind of took the shine off Flood, which I bet a bit of a shame. Uh, to be fair, I, I mean, to be fair to Hearts, I thought they were a better team. Yep. I think I, I didn't see it, but Bella counts the run lucky not to win it. Saying that, I thought uh, I, I thought Scatchel's header. I thought the keeper could have got that. It was kind of weird. Like so um, the keeper thought it was moving around the post and uh, might get put off his defenders maybe, but I thought he'd maybe get answer. But uh, Bella counts Hearts were unlucky. Uh, I mean, they hit the bar with a break-up apart for Templeton as well. It was, and then I think uh, Pernice 
clear blown off the line. Uh, another scratchable header actually. Aye, it was it was definitely a a strange game. Yeah, but what about the the news that the broadcaster did uh, Eden Black? I'll be leaving Hearts at the end of the season. Uh, I seen Laurie crying and poor. Oh, I just can understand why. I, I can't I can't understand that at all. I think that's madness. Hearts are half the team out of it's bizarre. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're making that decision. Uh, I read some comments from Gary Locke, and it was kind of conflicting. I wasn't really sure what he was trying to get across. It almost sounded like maybe it was Ian Black's decision that he wanted to leave rather than Hearts, but I'm not sure. Is it not the case that Hearts aren't renewing his contract? That's the way it's been reported. Yes, that's that's the the headline that I read. Yeah, they had that option and they they decided not to take it up, which is bizarre because I wouldn't expect them to be on a lot of money compared to the other players. And as you you touched on there, that he is hearts, really. He's he's the guy that gets them going. He's definitely their their best player. What what age is he? Is he late 20s? I would guess. As old as that? I would guess late twenties. Because eh? I suppose the suggestion. Well, I know certainly Laurie's been saying that he thinks the way forward for Hearts over the next couple of years is going to be is going to be in younger players. But I thought they would maybe have gone for a blender, sort of younger players and maybe one or two experienced players. And if you're looking for an experienced midfielder who's, who's playing well at the moment, eh, Black fits that bill. So it's an odd one. It's a it's a strange decision if they have indeed decided. Um, not to renew his contract. To be honest, I don't think I don't think he'll be he'll be struggling for clubs. Um, he'll take a he'll take a punt now. Yeah, just off the top of my head, Greg, he was born on the fourteenth of March, nineteen eighty five, which makes him that, twenty seven. That, that sounds about right. I I think yeah. his height is one point seven three <laughs> meters. I wasn't sure if it was March or not. I can I can quite get the month. And he was born in Trannan, I believe. <laughs> yeah, aye, yep, aye, aye. He used to play for Blackburn. I didn't know that. That's, that's off the top of my head, though. That's not my little oracle. That's it, yeah. Right, on to the next game, which I think it surprised everybody. It surprised everybody in Scottish football, world football. They're reading about this all over the world. Dunfermline 3, Aberdeen 0. They were, they were going to get that home win, weren't they? They've just, they were just going to get it, but I've got to be honest, I never saw it coming against Aberdeen. I thought, you know, they might have scraped one against one of the other sides, but uh, I just that's a, that's a coupon buster all round, oh, um, yep. that particular result. And, and But watching the highlights, I mean, Aberdeen's defending was, as I'm sure you, you, you're going to talk about, was, was, was catastrophic at times, but they looked pretty good for their win. They looked like they deserved it. Yeah, it was a, you don't often see a, a pass-back being given nowadays in football. The referee always no. seems to err on the side of caution and just say, all right, OK, we'll, we'll just play on. But yeah, it was a definite pass-back for me. I don't know what Lionfield was moaning about either. It was just madness. Yeah, and then the the third goal that came in of Langfield. 5A. 5A, it's, it's horrible. It's a guy that's touting himself for a move to the Championship in England and he's, he's hitting pass-backs like that. Ah, he's getting two ah, Even Mark Kerr was he was impressed with it. Remember him as a in a cup final against Rangers? I I remember it well. Chris Boyd was too lazy to go to the box. <laughs> Just happened to be there to pick it up. Yeah. I so three 0 that's that's really setting up a, a nice end to the season for Dunfermline. They're playing ah, against Hibs next Monday night. Well we'll preview it a wee bit later on, but oh, I I really can't wait for that game. So on ESPN. Pro- proper Monday night football. None of that Manchester Derby rubbish. That's it, I will. Maybe Gary Neville will come up and, and talk about it and, and maybe won't be as biased as he was tonight. 
<laughs> he said that Man City only edged it. Yeah, okay. No bias here. So in the, the predictor, I went 1-0 Aberdeen. I thought, of course Aberdeen's going to win this. Dunfermline are rubbish. But I, th- I think the Dunfermline squad listens to the podcast and they're annoyed with me every week slating them. Greg, 2-0 Aberdeen. Rubbish. Chris, 1-0 Aberdeen. Yeah, I think the last two or three home games Dunfermline have had, I've thought, oh, that's about, that's about Dunfermline's game. They get yeah. come across Aberdeen, I think, nah, I'm not beating them. <laughs> yeah. Wrong again. Yep. So the next game up is Killer against Inverness, and I previewed this as a boring nil-nil draw. <laughs> <laughs> How wrong could I be? 4-3. Brilliant game from what I've seen. Aye. This is another one. I, I, I'm the same. This is, this is a, the Who Cares game of the weekend, I believe I called it last week. <laughs> Well, apparently it was one of the ones to watch in school. seen last night. Yeah. <laughs> so so many goals, I can't remember what in them were, but I'm sure there was some crackers in amongst all. Uh, well, there was a, a dubious, was it an own goal? Was it no an own goal? Which apparently they have given as an own goal for Graham Shinney, because Dean Shields' initial shot was missing. Yeah, they, they showed you on sports scene that it had been given to Shields. Yeah, apparently they, they decided it today that it's, it's an own goal. The dubious goals panel, whatever they call them, met. Oh, that'd be a brilliant so, job, because the thing is, you only need to work a few days out the whole year. That's uh, it. <laughs> I, I could apply for that. What do you do for a living? Decide dodgy goals. <laughs> I, I thought Tansy's shot was good, and it, I was trying to think, there must be a name for where, where it hit in the goals, because it, it didn't quite hit the post or the bar, it kind of hit the corner, didn't it? The junction, I think they call it. The junction, right. Yep. I was hoping it was going to be a better name than that, but well... I know, I never said it was a good name. <laughs> and then Mackay's head off when it, when it hit the post, and then the keeper seemed to dive after it had went in the, in the goals. It's a bit of a bizarre one. The keeper just... He just watched it go in, really. No? Not remember that? I don't remember this, but... <laughs> I, don't think I, was, I don't think I watched it. I, was, I, I watched all the highlights, but... I, I, I must have been opening a can of beer at the time. I think it was I think it was just a goal overload by that point. I could yeah. seen too many too many SPL goals by that juncture and I just thought, ah, oh, you know what? See if you if you can't remember that, you're definitely not going to be able to remember the massive seagull that flew at the camera. <laughs> I don't remember a seagull. <laughs> I was watching it and I was thinking, oh in a few years' time we'll be watching this in three D and that would have been scary. Because it was it was properly <laughs> flying, it would have been coming right out of your screen. Oh, yeah, so Chris is right, that's that's the who cares game of the weekend. So that, you know, well, that game could have been 20 each, and I probably still wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> so in the predictor, I went 0-0. Greg, you went 1-1. Chris, you went 1-0, Kelly. Oh, ah, got so. a point. <laughs> and then, so now we're moving on to... Well, I was going to say, the, the turning point of that game is probably the, the, the Johnny Hayes sending off. Because some of us were 2-1 up when that happened, and it was like, two silly bookings you picked up. But... Once he went off, come on, raced on, turned it in for 2-1, down to 4-2 up. Yeah. And I watched the final goal of the game. But... He's attracting interest from a, a few clubs in SPL. Yeah, I think he got linked for Celtic uh, towards the I, end of the transfer window in January. I didn't really see that coming. I heard a rumour at the weekend that Motherwell were looking at him as well, but I don't, I, I literally heard it in the pub. I've yet to see it printed anywhere, so I don't know whether that's utter bollocks or not. I don't know if you'll be able to fit into the dream team that you've got going there. No, oh, it just depends. Do you got to be fighting for your place? Depends what happens at the end of the season. Aye, they'll be a clear up. They'll be playing Barcelona next season. Mm-hmm. Could be. So that that well, that leads us on nicely. It's almost as if we've scripted this because that leads us on to the Motherwell game, which is a to be honest, is a bit bit of a boring thing. We probably don't really want to talk about it too much. Just five one. That was. Wasn't so much. Wasn't so much a game. It was more of a massacre to be honest. 
and Johnson just just come down and we put them with the sword. Simple as that. It's, again, as you'll probably see with the predictions in Muhammad and Horn last week, it's another result I didn't see. Um, I didn't see coming on Saturday, um, but uh, I, I thought we were well worth it. I thought we deserved to win, deserved to win by that margin. But I'll, I'll temper all that by saying that St Johnston were absolutely garbage. I don't know what's happened to them because I thought they could have pushed for that Champions League spot. Lomas was he was they don't have heard him and he'd said uh, quite rightly that they're, they're a bottom six side. Now he's, he's got it spot on. The way they're playing at the minute, they're just lacking in confidence. I mean, to be fair, Sandaza was out. Saturday, Sheridan, um, Sheridan wasn't playing either. I don't know whether he's injured or not. But uh, Reardon, was, Reardon was there. He started the game, but if ever there was a boy that looked as though he didn't want to be there, it was it was Derek Reardon on Saturday. Just because he was having to chase chase down defenders and chase lost causes, and that's just no, that's just not that boy's game at all. So that's because you shot his confidence to pieces last week after what you said about him. How's he going to How's he going to recover from that, Greg? He's he's hurting. Oh, well, he's, he's got this big boy. He's going to have to uh, brush himself down and get on with it. But um, I think I said, I don't know if I said on Twitter on Saturday. I was in the pub after. I don't know what I said. Um, <laughs> from about half past four on Saturday to half past twelve that night. But uh, Chris Humphrey uh, was was man of a match on Saturday. He was absolutely outstanding. They get the, I mean, they get the first they get the first goal, which is a penalty, which is in the soft bracket. Um, but I mean, he, he ran up and down that line all day. Set up the second one, set up the fourth one, and the second half he had two or three very good runs where he put decent balls in the box, and uh, that was a buzz in the pub after it. You know, if the guy could do that every week, then he'd be outstanding. But then if the guy could do that every week, he wouldn't be playing for Motherwell. So it's just uh, it's a sort of it's a chance you take with the likes of Humphreys either outstanding or he's uh, he's a bit of a waste of jersey. But Saturday was he was absolutely brilliant. And a jammer yeah. got an, got another goal, nine goals in eighteen games. Aye, double, double for a jammer. Um, again, he only had, I think he might be twenty minutes at the end, maybe not even as much as that. And uh, again, the last few weeks he's looked he's looked off the pace, but in, in Saturday there he took a, took his first goal really well. His second one, the keeper should probably be stopped not day long right enough, but he, he started to look um, that he was a wee, a, a wee bit more of an appetite. For the game, and I think maybe coming off the bench, the uh, the bench, sorry, might be the guy's position with us. The last few weeks when he started, he's maybe not done as much. But when he came to Motherwell, uh, first he was getting sort of twenty minutes, half an hour at the end, and he was he was obviously out to prove that he could he could score some goals. So he looked as though he had his tail up a wee bit on Saturday. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. He's still not started the haircut though. No. <laughs> no, there's not really much in date sort sort that haircut other than shave it off again. Aye, so you get it finished. I go back and. Mm-hmm. Get it sorted. I don't know. Well, he obviously doesn't listen to the the podcast either after you've not having a pop at his hair because he's obviously gone with the same That's the same style. But to be honest, I've seen him in some of his clobber when he's no he's not anywhere near the football field, and I'm not surprised he's got a haircut. La. I mean, he's, he's Estonian for goodness sake. Don't know exactly. I'm not exactly known for it. <laughs> so in the pre- going back to the, oh, the penalty, uh, did you did you think it was a penalty? Soft one. Aye, it was a kind of, it was one of those ones. It looks at first glance that as if Humphreys jumped into, uh, I think it was Anderson. Yeah, you're right. But then when they slowed it down and showed the replay, you could see that Anderson had kind of stumbled and then stuck his leg out to make sure he got something. Mm-hmm. It's been a, he's tried to get away with a wee sneaky one there, and obviously the, the refs no falling for it. So I, I would say probably a good decision in the end. Yeah, definitely. Aye, watching but... live, yeah. 
Uh, the, only, the only thing that's mad now is, is, I mean, Humphrey's knocked the ball past him and he's knocked it a good bit past him. I don't think he's catching that uh, if he gets around the defender. But uh, if, the, if, if the referee's seen a leg coming out, then fair do is that's it's a penalty. And the one, this, the, the goal St Johnson got, the penalty they got was a little like stick on penalty as well, big Hutchison. Right. Lunging in where he didn't really, to be honest. And, and, and when it went to 3 1, um, there was one or two sort of nervy, um, nervy voices um, left and right because for the next sort of 10 minutes or so, we, we looked as though we panicked a wee bit. But getting the uh, you know, getting the fourth goal seemed to, seemed to settle everybody's nerves. Did you see Randolph taking out the, the St Johnson player after he scored the penalty? He ran to pick up the ball, Randolph just tripped him up. Yeah, we sneaky one, eh? <laughs> Take that, yeah. I in the predictor, I went for two one Motherwell, so I would have got one point. Greg, you went two nil, and Chris, you went one apiece. Ugh. So that's us for Saturday game, and we're gonna have to move on to Sundays. Probably rather not discuss this, but Celtic against Rangers and uh, an emphatic victory for Celtic here, three nil, well deserved uh, victors here. There was maybe. I'm going to be kind to Rangers and say that they were maybe had had a share of the first 15-20 minutes, but beyond that, they were hopeless. They they just couldn't handle Celtic at all. After the first goal went in, there was I couldn't see anything other than a Celtic victory, and I think Celtic they, they seemed to almost take their foot off the gas here at three 0 It was almost like look, job done. We'll just we'll just keep it at this, and and they went easy on Rangers, which. If they hadn't off, I think it could have been a, a lot more than that. So, party time in the stadium, I, I hear Chris. I, I'm hearing good reports from both sets of the fans. Aye, I, I, I was, it was certainly, what, was never any silent moments, really. I mean, alright, all there was there was maybe a, a few a couple of moments when the second and third goals went in, when the Rangers fans went a wee bit quiet for a couple of minutes, but you expect that. I mean, they were still there and singing loud and proud at the, the end of the game. I'm not exactly going to comment too much on what they were singing because <laughs> I'd rather not to be honest um, but as you say it was the game itself was a if anything I thought Rangers were a better team up until even the second goal they weren't really creating much but they seemed to have most of the possession and Celtic were just toying with them almost the, the, the first goal is an absolutely horrific defensive error for me the I mean, You've got 11 men in the box and Charlie Mulgrew still manages to run 20 yards come flying in with a diving header. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fair, I'm fairly sure that's one of those goals every kid that grows up dreams of scoring against their big rivals. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie Mulgrew himself had that dream and he's, he's brought it to life. Did you see the picture in the, the papers today of him basically horizontal? Oh diving. yeah, I did that. It's just, that's a cracking picture. Just so, Such a, a capture the moment job. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it was Reese McCabe was uh, sitting about the the penalty spot. I think he would have been watching Brown. So, but he didn't. He didn't seem to know that Mulgrew was there. But I think they were blaming Little. They were blaming Little in the um, sports scene highlights. Yeah, it annoyed me when I was watching the game. When I think it was David Proven mentioned that. Oh, that's what happens when you have two guys on the posts, and he he was talking as if you shouldn't. But no, you would be saying exactly the opposite if somebody had scored it yeah. on the front or the back post. You've got to have people on the, the post. That's, that's a given. And well, you've got to deal with somebody running in like that. And yeah. and they didn't they didn't even learn their lesson because Wanyama done pretty that's much right. the same thing and yeah. it was just lucky that it didn't reach him. But, uh, moving on to the, the second goal, I thought that was uh, just some wonderful touches. I mean, the, the, the Hooper turn on the touchline 
was just a, a terrific turn. And then he plays that cracking, well-weighted ball into Commons. His first touch manages to nutmeg Bartley. How he's done that, I've no idea. Like Bartley comes flying in for the side, looking to block it, and somehow he nutmegs him. Oh, I don't know what Bartley was doing. Because, to be honest, there was, was two defenders on him. Yeah. Oh, a much better chance. Stay on your feet, and at the Aye. very least, be there to, to kind of nudge him as he's ready to take the shot. Just just breathing down his neck. But no, nah, he goes flying in like that. He gives him that chance to get in on goal, and then he's one. He's pretty much one on one with McGregor. He's still got another defender behind him, but the defender can't do anything in that position. Yes, yes. And it's a he just waits and McGregor going down and lifts it over him. It's it's a cracking finish for a guy that hasn't scored this season. Yeah, yeah. I it, it did frustrate me when he scored. So I thought <laughs> that's, that's how bad Rangers were that even Commons can score. Uh, to be fair, it's been coming the last few weeks. I think. He's been looking like just that, he needed that wee spark or something. I was expecting he was going to have to get a, a, goal, a goal that bounces off his head for three inches or something. But, uh, I mean, what a way to, to end your drought. That's a, a beautiful goal. And his wee celebration at the <laughs> afterwards was a bit strange when he kind of just sat in front of the, the Rangers fans and folded his arms and then got a bundle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it was Brown ended up jumping, tried to jump on the top of about six players and ended up rolling right over the top. Aye. And he saved it though, he saved it because he immediately ended up sitting down Danny Bruni. <laughs> aye, aye, he did. I mean, he, he's loving it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter what, what goes wrong at that time, it's party time. Yeah, and the, the third goal, when I was watching it live, I, I was sure that, I think it was McCabe, I thought, no, nah, he's been filled. You know, when he got caught in possession, I thought, no, nah, that's a yeah. definite fill. I seen the replay, no, nah, I think he's just out muscled. Aye, I would agree. Because I, I wasn't too sure at the time myself. Uh, but uh, uh, he's, the referee's got that one spot on. And obviously, Samaras has jumped in there at the first and played a, a, a well-weighted ball again this time uh, into Hooper. Hooper's been able to hit it first time and McGregor doesn't stand a chance. It just fizzes by him. That's it. It's, it's not an easy thing to do to let the ball run across your body like that and, and hit it with such power and accuracy because, well, I know when it's me, I, I often slice it in that situation. Just... It's not easy. <laughs> to be fair, you're not a seven million pound rated man. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not, even a, he's not even a seven pound rated man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a limit, limited defender who's good at hoofing the ball away. That's it. Yeah. I I thought that McGregor had a a couple of really good saves. One of them, Aye, uh, Ledley. The, the one for Ledley's volley. Aye, oh, that was that brilliant. was creeping top corner. That was a, a cracking bit of technique to do that. And uh, but uh, McGregor was equal to it. Yeah. I think the the one just after it as well that he kind of clawed off the line. Yep. For the resulting corner, that was pretty good as well. I don't. I, I mean, to be, McGregor couldn't do anything about any of the goals. No, so. I don't think so. Uh, we were discussing the the Commons goal, and I think that for me, if the same thing happened again, I think McGregor should do exactly what he did. You just you can't really uh, expect that chip. You've you've got to go down, and and he did stay big for as long as possible. Yeah, I think he done the right thing. I, th- I think if he's got an angle, then maybe he can stay up a bit longer. But because he's virtually dead on straight, then he's got to, he's got to choose to do something, and he's just unfortunate he chose to do exactly what uh, Commons hoped he'd do. Yeah, I going back to the the crowd. A Celtic fan was telling me earlier on today that the the Rangers fans were doing the huddle at one point. Aye, I seen that myself. I don't know what that was about. They didn't show you on the TV. But Maybe I'll just try to find a new team when Serge goes bust. <laughs> Some, something tells me that's unlikely. 
Aye, I don't, I don't see them jumping across. Although there was one banner in the in the Green Brigade in the, the second half that says your grandchildren will be Celtic fans. Yeah. They also, which I thought was really cutting. They also had some, uh, was it up to our knees in EBTs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some witty banners at the game. The, the one that before the game was just, uh, it looked really impressive with all the black flags waving and this massive four, minute, four horsemen of the apocalypse <laughs> with the heads of like Craig White and uh, Neil Lennon and Hector Attacksman. Uh, Where do you spend your time getting these banners together? The thing is, think how excited they would have been creating that through the week, thinking this is going to be brilliant, everyone's going to love us. But then just actually making it, you you couldn't do it in your house. It's too big for that, so you'd need to find a massive hall somewhere. Then how do you get it to the game? Because you're going to need at least two people to carry that. That's going to be really heavy. And then actually getting it through the turnstiles, no. I I seen them after the game folding it up outside, and there was about a dozen of them trying to get us for them folded up properly. See, where's it going to go now? You can't. Hey, what did it? What did it do with them there? Yeah, you can't <laughs> put that in your wheelie bin. That's. <laughs> you should eBay it. Somebody will buy that. Oh, I can't. Where's it going to put that up in their wall in the house? <laughs> <laughs> how big your house is? Probably Conley or Sean Conley. What team are you supporting us? Whether is it Rangers or I can't remember. I don't know, he's Murray, he was weird. David Murray's pal, so he might have, he might have changed again. He's probably supporting like LA Galaxy or something. <laughs> so in the, the predictions, I went for 2-1 Rangers. I didn't expect that at all. Greg, what's going on here? You went for 3-0 Celtic. <laughs> of course, didn't he bet it? Oh, that doesn't happen very often for you, Greg. Yeah. And then Chris, you went 2-0 Celtic. Yep, too pessimistic. Aye. Or too optimistic in Rangers chances, maybe. <laughs> Still would have got a point. Aye, well, I'll take a point. I'm not exactly doing too great these days in these predictors, so any points are a bonus. Speaking of points, that is the, the 21 point gap at the top of the league now. Uh, you can take your 10 points back for administration because Celtic have now won the league with that anyway. There's only three games left, and bit, even with the, if you gave Rangers a 10 points back, it'd be 11 clear. The ninety point four. See, so, uh, no, I, I, no longer tainted. I, I never take that. Uh, you can take the ten points away or what or whatever because who, who knows how both teams are playing after that. Rangers may have stepped up a gear. Celtic may have become complacent. They may have stepped up a gear because of the ten points. Uh, I don't think it's as easy as saying take that away and that's how it would have ended. If I agree, there's a, there's a lot more factors in it. But I mean, you, you, what you can't do is take away from what Celtic have done this season. We're sitting on, is it 87 points now? I think. We got 92 last season and only just narrowly missed out in the league. So sitting with 87 points well, with three games to go is a, a pretty good record, I think. And well, I'd have to say, we've deserved to be champions this season, uh-huh. even, with, even with all the, the things that have gone on at Rangers. It's uh, 87 points. Yep. Yeah. So, we're looking at... Well, I, I I don't think we'll be too far off the 92 that we got last season. I don't know whether we'll win the last three games or not, but we need to wait and see. Uh, the 21-point the gap is actually relevant, though, because the, the SPL record uh, is 21 points. Rangers set in 1999-2000. So, if we can maintain that, or even get it even better, then we'll be the record holders for something else in the SPL. Aye, you're, you're rubbing it in a bit now, Chris. <laughs> to be fair, see when we get knocked out of the cup, this is about all we've got left to play for. So <laughs> We need to go for these wee tiny things. I was in a pub yesterday watching the game, as I often do on Old Firm Sunday, having a few beers, and uh, at full time, 
uh, obviously the, the Celtic fans are, are jubilant. The, the Rangers fans are deciding that, oh well, it's a, a an early trip home. But there's one Rangers fan who's a bit defiant and he just stood and just started singing Rangers songs. Uh, not too naughty, but enough to get everybody to turn round and stare and go, what are you doing? <laughs> singing at the top of his voice, so the bouncers had him out. Brave man. Uh, yes. <laughs> my, my tip for anybody is to try and avoid drinking on a Sunday and because it, it doesn't help on a Monday morning waking up, having to go to work with a sore head. In fact, I had a sore stomach, something about 7 o'clock tonight. I, I don't know how it came back and, and got me. It sneaked up on me. But uh, drinking all day on a Sunday is not good. Well, this, is why, this is why you football practice. should be on a Saturday. You're right. If football's on a Saturday, you get Sunday to recover and then you're ready for Monday morning. Yep. Yeah, I can't even remember getting home Sunday night. <laughs> Aye. Foolish. Gee, I never had a drink at all yesterday. Did you not? No. No, it was just a wee game, let's face it. <laughs> Didn't mean <laughs> Right. It's only the last ever old fun game. <laughs> right, have you got any more stats to gloat about? Uh not really. Oh. I was just going to point out that the possibly the last ever old fun goal was scored by a guy who had uh, eighty eight in his back, which happens to be the year of the very first old fun game. <laughs> That's an okay start. Yeah. Not bad. In fact, but before we move on, right, what about the, what was the guy up to who was sitting in front of Lennon? Oh, <laughs> what is going on there? That is the worst wig I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But the thing is, he seemed to move. You only seen him once at the start of the game, and then that was him. You never seen him again. So I don't know if Le- Lennon moved, which I think's unlikely. Or maybe he was he was tough. Maybe, maybe just took his wig off. You didn't recognise him. <laughs> That's it. I seen a picture on Facebook. It was basically the, the same guy, but it was Craig White. <laughs> 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 and really Craig White get the, the game. <laughs> oh, and then I seen another one where Lennon had the, that hair. <laughs> oh, I seen that one as well. Oh, it it's brilliant. like Bobby Ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those moments. It's just brilliant. You you see it and you think, has anyone else seen that? And you realise, yep, everybody's seen <laughs> Everybody. it. <laughs> He's on, he's on Twitter now. He's... <laughs> what? I'll, I'll not read out what his name is because it's possibly a borderline offensive. <laughs> right. You can maybe tell me after we do the podcast uh, and I'll look yeah. him up. I'll put it on the, I'll maybe put it on the, the forum. <laughs> Aye, that'll be a good banner. So following the, the Celtic Rangers game was St Mirren against Hibs and they were showing it on the, on the pub I was in but to be honest, they, they put the music back on and it was difficult to follow it. But definitely not what Hibs were looking looking for after Dunfermline got the, the three points the day before and they were beat 1-0. Uh, St Mirren seemed to be the better team from what I've seen. Hibs will be uh, looking for a penalty when Griffiths was brought down. But I don't know. I, I've watched it in, in slow-mo, super slow-mo, and I'm just not sure whether, whether they got the guy or got the ball. What do you think? I think he got the ball. I think it's an absolutely cracking challenge and I have absolutely no idea how the referee can tell it. Mm-hmm. It takes a replay to see that he gets the foot in between the Griffith's foot and the ball to get the ball kicked away. Mm-hmm. And he takes it cleanly. So, I mean, technically it's correct, but I have no idea how the referee can see that in real time. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, it was difficult. But yeah, Hibs are, are really in trouble now. Three points, I think, is the difference. Three points and they are seven goals better off. So, yeah, it's 
almost four, but not quite, because you can overhaul seven goals in three games. Especially when one of them could be a, a victory for Dunfermline against. Uh, exactly. Every goal counts double then. Yeah. Right, it's, it's, it's the last thing Hibs were needing. It's just the last thing they were needing this stage in the season because they've got the cup final to look forward to. So obviously they want to get their league status secured first of all and that's that's just going right out the window. A couple of weeks ago Dunfermline looked dead and buried so Hibs have only really got themselves to blame to be honest. But um, Ah, it's, it's going to be a massive, massive one when, when they meet Dunfermline. That's uh, at least there's some interest at the bottom of the table at the moment because the top seems to be sort of petering out a wee bit towards the end of the season. Yeah, ideally they would have been looking to rest a few players in the with the, the cup right. final coming no up. But no, no you're right. I, I don't know. There was a thread on the forum and forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk, and it was something about Hibs uh, staying stay in the SPL or. Win the cup. Oh yeah. Well, if you if you had to pick one, what yes. would it be? I think it was Laurie that started the thread. Actually, I thought it was a great question. Yeah. Uh, my my feeling would be that Hibs have been in the first division within the recent years. It was like the 99 season they played, the the first season of the SPL. Was that uh, McLeish? Was uh, McLeish took them down. McLeish, McLeish took them down and brought them straight back up again. Right. And uh, like, so they all they, they all have experienced that. Well, the vast majority of them have experienced that. Whereas the Scottish Cup, it's been 110 years since they won that. There's barely a loving person on the planet remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, given the choice, given the fact that hearts are in the final and you know there's going to be bragging rights for years to come with yeah. that, you would take the relegation for a season, hopefully bounce back up and have a cup win over your rivals. I think their finances. I think they've got their finances in order at Easter Road as well, so they're not sitting with huge debts to service, so they could probably... They could probably make ends meet in the first division. I think when they went down there the last time, they get um, the crowd and stuff they were getting were really pretty, uh, pretty hefty compared to what they had been because they were obviously they were winning every week. So I, I I agree with you. I think they take a cup win every day of the week. Well, they'll have the season ticket holders for next season anyway. <laughs> They've got that all tied up. That's right. Aye. Yep. Yep. Aye. The only problem that I can see is that the Scottish Cup comes after the relegation. So they would be going into the Scottish Cup knowing that if they don't beat Hearts in the Scottish Cup final, having already been relegated, it could be the worst season ever. Yep, yep. And you know they're so going to get it pressure. tight. They're going to get it tight from the Hearts fans at the game. Oh, I definitely. Aye. I mean, if they've been relegated the previous week, then definitely getting it the rubbed right up them, shall we say? <laughs> Aye, that that'd be a good day of football because I think the Champions League finals on that night as well. As as well, yeah. yeah. By uh, Munich and Chelsea. Yeah, I that that'll be a good night. I th- I thought the Chelsea game during the week was brilliant. It's probably the best backs to the wall performance I've ever seen. Uh, just, just brilliant. It's hard to fault getting two each at new camp. I was in then uh, Gary Neville, oh, his cool. celebration capped <laughs> it off, and then the uh, Jeff Shreves afterwards. Uh, oh, Je- Jeff Shreves is absolutely brilliant in that. You know you're not playing. You you know you're not playing, right? You're suspended. You can't play. He says something like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah unfortunate." <laughs> <laughs> He looked like he pissed his chaps. Oh, the banner afterwards on uh, on Twitter, I think it was Lee oh, Westwood says uh, Jeff Shreves has just phoned me, say I've never won a major. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's what it's all about, banter like that. He didn't comment on it though on Twitter. I thought he might have joined in the fun, but maybe he was a wee bit embarrassed about it. I don't know. He was doing the game of day. I wonder if he's telling anybody in the day. <laughs> So, back to Samir and Hibs. In the predictor, I went for 2-0 Hibs. Greg, you went 0-0. And Chris, you went 1-0 to Hibs. Yep. 
Right, score one way around. So uh, it's worth pointing out that now, because of the results at the weekend, the the Monday night game uh, between the two teams will actually mean something, no matter what happens in between. It might mean very little, but it will still mean a wee bit of something. <laughs> oh, I just hope it stays uh, as as close as it is now, or, or closer, running up to that game, because I, I really want I want it to mean as much as possible. Yeah, really looking forward to. Where, where, where is the game? Is it um, Firmon? Easter, yeah, Easter, Road. Easter Road, yeah. Which is, I, I don't know if that's a benefit for Dunfermline yeah, because sure. Hibs can't win there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They've, they've got one win each at home this season. So you almost want to be the away team in that picture. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I wonder if Hibs will sell out. I wonder if they'll be able to sell out their big new stand. No chance. Monday night, it's on the daily. No chance. Yeah. 6,000, 7,000. Big game for them. Right. So we're going to have to look at the the Paul Band bet here, Chris. Oh no! I apologise. Well, if I don't apologise, you should apologise. I do. I I, I apologise profusely for this. But I, I, to be fair, I did put my own money on it as well. So I, I, at least I'm out of pocket myself. I same here. I put two fifty on. I've lost. So well, I want an apology for the listeners. I want an apology for your kill, the children. <laughs> my two fifty. Just one apology would would do. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, if I want apologies, I want an apology off Paul Hartley's Allah. I want an apology <laughs> off Dundee. I want an apology off Berwick Rangers. Aye, These fact, are games that should have been won. In fact, you're, no, you're right. It is. It's them to blame. Yep. Yep. Right, I'll have a word. Right. I've wrote down in my notes Paul Band rubbish last week. Yep. I would totally agree. Right. I mean, East Sterling were one of the winners. Come on. That's no right. East Sterling never won. Right, so I've decided that I'm going to take this on this week. I've decided that it's it's going to be the Paul Band of Champions. Oh. Right, going to have Ross County right. to beat Queen of South, Cowdenbeath to beat Airdrie United, Alloa to beat Annan, and Celtic to beat St Johnson. Good. So, so you're going to see Dundee United for a second. So all the well, all the league leaders, all the league winners. Uh, yeah. I got odds. I went on Ladbrokes and they're on the ball. They've been listening to the podcast. They know I have a moan about this every week. They're on the ball. They've got the odds up there. And I got 7.95. So for my £5, could get £39.77 back. So hopefully that comes up. I'm not sure if it was a risk going on the Champions with nothing to play for, obviously. But it should be okay. Three home games, Ross County away. Cowden Beath against Airdrie might be a bit difficult for them, but got decent odds on that, so aye, I'm confident. That's not bad. I mean, I think, is it Queen of the South, Ross County, are playing? I'm fairly sure Queen of the South get relegated at the weekend. Did they? Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yep. So that's a kind of dead rubber completely now, mm-hmm. which is, should free up the, the champions of the First Division. So hopefully I win something. Hopefully yeah, for, for York Hill build on the £140 that we've got in the pot already. So moving on and we'll we'll try and predict uh, the scores of the, the, the upcoming games in the SPL. We've got about 300 to cover here. <laughs> We've got a game tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday 1st of May, and it's Hearts against Motherwell. It's live on Sky Sports 4. It's the first of many games that are live on Sky. They're, they're spoiling us. So As they should. They need to make up for all that English rubbish you show. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Greg's glad he went to Tesco's instead. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to go for a home victory in this one. 
I think Motherwell are flying high, but Hearts at home. I think it's just it's too easy to get cocky, Greg, when you're winning five one. So I think Motherwell it goes to their head. I'm going to go two one Hearts. You sound like you've been at drinking all day today again. <laughs> a prediction like that. <laughs> get your house in order, son. Huge stakes this one tomorrow. It's uh, it's massive, and not just the game itself. I'm I'm, I'm meeting young Laurie before it for a beer as well. So. Um, no doubt he'll be on the uh, he'll be on the wind up for that too. I I just think after the result we had on Saturday, we've we've, we've got a wee bit of confidence up again. We've got that momentum. BT's out tomorrow. He's out injured. I I've also heard the Blacks out injured. I don't know if that's confirmed yet or not. But BT's certainly missing the game. Blacks needing a, an operation on his hernia. I read. But, I'm not sure if that can be delayed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether that that rules him out or not. But uh, regardless of that, we're going to be too good for him. Uh, we're going to. We're going to storm home 3-1. I think you only delay hernia ops if you're Kyle Lafferty, is that not true? <laughs> Aye. Um, Lafferty. I, I'm going to sit in between these. I'm going with one each. Because I think the, the, the hearts at home thing probably helps. Motherwell are flying high. It's a chance to open up that five-point gap to more six or eight. No. I think it's going to be six. I think it'll be one each. One each. So it's only the, the one game on the Tuesday night, but we've got a busier night on Wednesday. The first game up is Aberdeen against Hibs. And I'm going to predict this game in the, in the hope uh, that that results go the way of kind of setting the, the Monday's game up to be a, a decider, a relegation decider. So I'm going to go for a home victory here. I think it's going to be 2-0. Uh, I'd like you. I'd, I'd, quite like to see, I'd quite like to see Aberdeen winning this one. I think they might edge it 1-0. Yeah, clean sweep, clean sweep this one. 1-0 Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen can't defend as badly as he did last time out against Ophelman. And I think if Hibs are still missing Gary O'Connor, then that didn't really help them this weekend. So if he's still missing, I wouldn't be surprised if he lose this one as well. He's a bit of a combination. They were saying he was at an ankle injury and he was ill. Aye, he picked up that injury last week. Uh, and like, aye, I think you're right. They said he was uh, ill as well, so... It's about a ball. Yeah. So the next game up is Inverness against Dunfermline. I'm going to go for a home victory here. I think it'll be 3-1 to Inverness. Aye, home victory for me in this one too. Uh, 2-0. Well, I'm going to be positive for Dunfermline. I'm going to say 2-1 Dunfermline. I think their tails are up now. <laughs> I think Inverness are a wee bit dodgy. They're still, they're still not technically safe either. They're 8 clear of Dunfermline with 9 to go. So... I think Inverness maybe see this as an opportunity to get uh, themselves officially safe, but no, nah, I think Dunfermline will win it. I think 2 1. They're better away for him. So that would put them, if the two predictions come through, that would put Dunfermline having level on points. If that happens, I'll be as surprised as some of the crowd were <laughs> on Saturday there. Did you see them during the highlights? There was one old guy, he didn't know what was going on. He's thinking, I've not seen a victory here in ages. <laughs> So speaking of the crowd in Inverness, did you hear that there was a, a guy died at the Inverness game at the weekend? No, I didn't in hear the crowd. that. No, I, just, uh, I thought I'd bring that up and pass on my condolences to his family. Uh, sad news. No, I'd not heard that. Uh, yes. well, I suppose it's, people get excitable, don't they, if you've got a bit of a dodgy heart. I'm, I'm I've, guessing it's that. I've, you, you've seen people at football yourself shooting the ball and, and losing the head and you turn and you say, yeah, Boy's going to have a heart attack one of these days, and I'm not surprised that happens. There was somebody um, in the Motherwell games a couple of months ago, somebody collapsed with a heart attack as well. But I think 
I think in that instance they were alright, they managed to get them in time up to the hospital, but doesn't surprise me to be honest. Yeah. So moving on to Kelly against St Mirren. Oh, it's a pretty much a nothing game this, isn't it? There's nothing really to play for. Bloran, you know what, they may as well just cancel the game and just say, we'll just accept <laughs> a nil nil. Right, that's what I'm going to go for. No, no, Paul Band. Uh, I was, I was going to go for that as well, but I'm not going to agree with you now. So, <laughs> I, th- I, uh, I go one each. Go a piece, one each. Uh, they're chasing that coveted seventh spot, so yeah. <laughs> probably cancel each other. Finish one each. And uh, the next game up is live on Sky Sports Four, and it's Rangers against Dundee United. And I think, I think this will be the the fifth game live at Ibrox this season. I always thought they were only allowed four, but oh well, somebody's changed the rules. But in fact, this will be the fourth because they're playing against Motherwell. Aye. Ignore what I said. Right. <laughs> we usually do. Sorry. Yeah. See, the thing is, my edit button doesn't take out mistakes. I can't, and I, I can't be bothered hunting that out to edit it, so it's just going to have to stay in. Right. Okay, I'm going to go for a home victory. I think Dundee United have proved that they're they, they, they're very much a match for Rangers and they've proved was it the cup they beat them at Ibrox they, they dominated them yep. but yeah I think Rangers are going to be hurting they're going to get the kick up the backside from McCoyst after that display against Celtic after the, the lack of fight really but I still think it's going to be tight I'm going to go 2-1 2-1 Rangers uh, this, this is the game that will see Muller will qualify for the Champions League uh, I think Rangers will win this comfortably I think it could be 3-0 this could be the third time in a row on United beat Rangers. I don't know when they last did that, but are they capable of doing it? Probably. Will they do it? Maybe just edge it. I'm going to say 2 1 United, just for a laugh. <laughs> that wouldn't be very funny if it happened, though, Chris. Uh, I would be not myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to Thursday. I don't know why they've spread out the games like this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but it's uh, Celtic against St Johnson. And I think it's because we can't play Tuesday because we played Sunday there, uh, and we can't play Wednesday because Rangers are at home at the same time. Yeah. Ah, so simple when you explain it like that, Chris. So when you think about it. Ah, when, you, when you take a second to think about it, yeah. <laughs> Rather than me just thinking they're doing it bizarrely. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the game you'll be getting the, the trophy. It's not, no. Is it not? No, the under-19s are getting their trophy that night, but because it's not on the telly, they're keeping the, the trophy for the, the final game of the season against Hearts. Ah, right. Right. Oh, well. Right, I'm still going to go for a Celtic victory. Anyway, I'm going to go for... St. Johnson, are, they're on the slide. Um, I'm guessing it's Andaz I'll be back, because uh, I don't think it was vi- violent conduct that he got sent oh, it, was a st- it was a straight red and a kick-out, so it's possible. Yep. Oh, it yep, was a kick-out, two. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It's two games. Right, OK. Well, that's it. 3-0, Celtic. <laughs> I, I agree with you, uh, Celtic or Cuff, Johnson, uh, it could be, I'll go four, I'm going to go four nothing. Yeah. I think we'll see a few changes in the Celtic lineup. this will be when they, they pick the boys out, probably some of the under-19s that will be getting their trophy, so I think we'll win, I don't think it'll be as much as you guys are saying, I think it'll be 2-0. So that's us. Done for the midweek games, moving on to the, the weekend. And the first game up on Saturday is Rangers against Motherwell, which is a, a lunchtime kickoff on Sky Sports 4. Again, I'm going to go for a, a home victory here. Motherwell's record against Rangers isn't too good at all. 
I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory this time. I'm, I'm kind of hoping this game this game doesn't mean too much because if, if we need to go into this one looking for a win, like you, I'm, I'm not convinced we're going to get it. Our, our record against the old firm this season is just... I mean, we, we generally get a poor record then, maybe this season is just awful. Um, last time out at Ibrox, we get coughed. I, I can't see anything other than a home win in this one, to be honest. Unless the pressure's off us and we've, we've, we've done the business during the weekend. Um, you're done United, haven't you? Haven't you won? Then maybe maybe the pressure will be off and maybe we'll play with a wee bit more swagger, but I, I can't see it. I think, oh God, I think it could be 2 3 nil again. I'll, I'll go 2-0. 2-0 Rangers. Uh, well, in the last outing, he's at least stopped that whole losing by three goals or more because he's only lost 2-1. Uh, but Motherwell, the only team not to have taken points off Celtic Rangers this season in the top six. And I don't see that changing this time either. I think it's going to be 2-0 Rangers. The next game up is Kilmarnock against Aberdeen. Oh, who knows where this one, you, you just don't know. Uh, aye, who knows. Um, no, no. <laughs> 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 ah, you're right, who knows, two each. <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted to go like 4-3 or something, but nah, I think I'll, I'll go 1-0 Kilmarnock. Oh, no. See, that's the problem with this split nonsense. Oh, it's doing a meaningless game. Oh, yeah. Right, St Mirren against Inverness. Chris, you, you were mentioning Inverness could get drawn back into the, the relegation battle. Yep. So, they need to have lost again in midweek for this to be any relevance to them. Aye. So they're, they're maybe playing for something. St Mirren aren't interested. They're not bothered. Right, another 0-0. <laughs> uh, um, I think Inverness might, might sneak this one. I'll go 2-1. 2-1 Inverness. I never know how to predict some of them. are quite capable of scoring a few goals and they're also capable of not scoring any at all. And they've got more draws than any other team in the SPL. I think it's like 15 or something they're sitting on. So let's go for another draw, one each. They went in a terrible 0-0 run, didn't they? Yeah, they had like four out of five games or something or nothing each. Yeah. So on Sunday, the lunchtime kickoff is Dundee United against Celtic. I think Celtic are, are technically they don't have anything to play for, but you mentioned the the aim of maybe getting the ninety two points, maybe bettering it. So I think that's going to be a motivation for them. Dundee United, who knows how they feel about the Champions League qualification at that point? I suppose the Europa is still a still a major draw. So I'm going to go for a tight game in this one. I'm going to go one apiece. I uh, I, th- I think a lot of it will depend on. Um, and what's happening in the Europa League places and all that. I'm kind of hoping that the Champions League things out the window by the weekend. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I think Celtic with the pressure off now and the and the way they've been playing lately, I, I can't, I can't see them, I can't see them losing this game. That might be a good one. It might be a two each. Ah, um, there's so many things unknown here. If Celtic win against St. Johnson, then they're on 90 points. So three points for this would take me 93, which would be more than last season's total. Uh, if Dundee United are still chasing Mullerwell and there's, still, there's always that uh, Mullerwell having lost the Rangers the previous day perhaps uh, so they'll still have something to play for possibly I wouldn't be surprised if Dundee United won this especially if Celtic start uh, making the changes like I'm expecting them to but uh, I'll say one each There's another game on Sunday and that's Hearts against St Johnson I think I'm going to go for a, a home victory here 1-0 Hearts Yeah, 2-0 Hearts yeah, 2-0 hearts as well. I don't see St. Johnson doing much this season. The rest of it. 
And uh, the biggie, Monday Night Football, Hibs against Unfermline, live on ESPN. And, Greg, it could be another late podcast next week. Just I don't mind so much. I don't mind so much if it's a late one, given that it is actually Scottish football that's going on in the background. But when it's when I'm watching the uh, overfed pigs of the English Premier League and other hyped up nonsense, then I take umbrage at it. But no, a good old fashioned scrappy, low quality, dire SPL game. I'm, I'm more than happy to stay up a wee bit late for that one. Can I talk about the Manchester Derby again? No. <laughs> I just remembered that the commentator says, I can't remember who it was, but the commentator said that there'll be billions watching this TV game. I'm thinking, uh, billions, aye? I heard that, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, enough about English football. Right. It's a Scottish Football Forums podcast. Sorry, we're slagging English football, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Hibs against Dunfermline. Do you know I'm starting to get a wee bit of a soft spot for Dunfermline? I think that they've just been so poor at times this season, but still somehow they've managed to keep within the grasp, just keep keep that, that hope alive. And when they won so emphatically at home, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a Dunfermline win here. Hibs, they've only won once at home all season. They're rubbish at Easter Road. And Dunfermline Playing away is their strength. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go. And I'm hoping it's a good game. I'm going to go 2-1 to Dunfermline because they're definitely going to leak a goal. But I think they'll win 2-1 Dunfermline. Oh, this is a double-edged sword, this one, for me. As much as as much as much I think it would be hilarious to see Hibs get in, I also really enjoy getting through Easter Road um, during the normal course of the season. So I'd be disappointed to see that away day. Um, drop off but um Dunfermline's not bad for a day out as well right enough right there's the Brady's up there aye there's the Brady's up there aye I think it's going to be a really tight one I think there's going to be it's just going to be one goal separating the two and I think Hibs are going to get it I think Hibs are 1-1-0 you know I can't stand John Yorkson I really can't (laughs) and I would be I'd be delighted to see them at the back of Dunfermline again. But I did put money on them to stay up when Jim Jeffries took over. So on that basis alone, I would be quite happy if they beat Hibs. Uh, did you see the, the St Mirren fans taunting Hibs at the end of the game? No. <laughs> no. Sing it, down, down with the Rangers, you're going down with the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that uh, Sterling Albion fans were getting taunted with that as well because they got relegated from the second division. <laughs> oh, they're in the third division now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> it Ibrox on a Tuesday and they were singing, I think. Yeah, that's a thought, Greg. You might get along to see some more Rangers games next season. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. I might, might get to see more than my, my, my usual handful, yeah. Uh, anyway, right. I'm I'm really hoping this is going to be one of these blood and thunder matches with stramashes and chances that go for it. Just two teams really going for a win here. Or, more likely, we'll probably get two teams that are too scared to lose. But I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to go Hibernian 2, Dunfermline 3. <laughs> yeah, what odds did you get on Dunfermline staying up, Chris? They were quite good, I can't. Uh, it was like about 14 to 1 or something. Yeah? Really? That's good. Yeah, it's looking like a very good bet at the moment. Yeah. Aye. Is, that get, is this game on the TV? You probably mentioned already, isn't it, Taylor? Uh, it's on ESPN on Monday night. Live on ESPN. Yeah, I'm probably not doing the podcast next week, so I might get and watch it. 
Alright, just me and you then, Chris. Apparently, aye. Aye, oh well. Wish we can coax Laurie out of retirement. See, Laurie did say he was going to be coming out of retirement near the end of the season. Right, he, said, did he say tomorrow. me? He did. He did. Not me tomorrow. I'll dig him up about it tomorrow. The thing Come is, we, I, I, I don't like to message him now because he's he's upset about Black. So <laughs> You're <laughs> a bit worse if Rudy Scatchel doesn't sign another uh, yeah, contract at Hearts. Uh, you imagine him losing Black and Scatchel in the same season? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to leave it a few days. Yeah. Suicide watch for him. <laughs> I got a tweet earlier on today from a guy in the forum and he said I need to keep an eye on Laurie just in case. So yeah, I'm going to pass on the, the Samaritan's phone number to him because nah, he's on the brink. It's alright, maybe I've got lucky in Sally because we'll sign a new contract. So I forgot to mention earlier that uh, Hooper scoring the goal puts him back on the, the top of the SPL. Yeah, Daly didn't score so he's a goal ahead. Yep, uh, that could be exciting. Come the end of the season, it would be nice to see a, a non-old firm player get it. Uh, rivalries aside, I, I think that would be good. But Hooper, when he's hot, he's, he's very hot. Uh, not enough. I've had a few of my, my female friends say that on Twitter. Just dead just at that statement that we'll just play that in a loop for a That's next. it. That is a soundbite. It's, it's lucky that Laurie's not doing the editing because he would do that. Like he'd done the whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> He'll be saving these up for later in the season. Ah, oh, no. Right. Okay. Another embarrassing quote. But yeah, that, this has covered the 300 SPL matches that are coming up over the next week or so. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. So thanks a lot for joining us and thanks a lot for staying up late, Greg. Aye, well, you know, don't make it, don't make it too often. <laughs> but it sounds like you're not even coming on next week. Well, that's all right. That's self-inflicted, though, isn't it? I'll be allowed to stay up late next week, so I'll be in the pub watching again. Aye. You can get Skype on your phone. You could just... I could. I could uh, hey, you could Skype in for the pub, can't you? That's it. Get a wee bit of atmosphere. As long as there's no naughty singing. Sorry. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> if the Hibs, Hibs and Dunfermline fans, I don't, I don't know if they partake in naughty singing. I don't think so. <laughs> Is there many Dunfermline and Hibs fans your way? <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't see that many buses leaving. For uh, Easter Road or or uh, the firm on a weekend, which we're one or two closet fans knocking about. But uh, aye, we'll see. Right, but thanks again for coming on, eh? Hey, hey, hey boy, yes. Bye. See ya. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>